2012's been an awesome year of sold-out Smodco tours at home and abroad. Hell, we even bothered to document the occasion with a brand spanking new DVD. One that we hope you'll spank to anyway. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Teabagging in the UK. London, Manchester, Edinburgh. Holy fuck, I pronounced it right. Three nights, two DVDs, one fuck ton of awesome. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Teabagging in the UK. Available on DVD. Now, bitches. Hey, this is Jack Morrissey welcoming you to another episode of Team Jack, episode 44, The Proposal. Oh. The Proposal. You're making me nervous. (laughs) With us back after a um, a completely unnecessary, undisciplined, um, and unsportsmanlike late summer holiday, two weeks off, uh... Is as ever Matt Cohen Hello. Uh, at Camel Toad on Twitter. Our uh, Team Jack attorney Kerrigan Hennings returns. Hello, the returning attorney returns um, on Twitter. K a y a y t c h e. Follow me. Right. <laughs> and. Uh, Appearing for his uh, inaugural appearance, my first appearance. I'll yeah. loosen up. It's <laughs> like it's been so long. Um, on Team Jack, uh, probably one of very few people who has ever had an uh, an episode <laughs> named after him, and yet has never appeared. Uh, Kyle Benici. Hello, hello. <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, it's at Kyle Benici. At Kyle Benici with two N's, Nicholas, Nicholas, and how many C's? I-C-I. I-C-I. Yes. Right, right. And now we all sit back and, and talk have it a out. cool Labor Day podcast. <laughs> um, Can I interject for one second and then jump out of the conversation? You just took my microphone, so And I'm eating a, a chocolate bar during it, so bad form on all parts. Did you guys hear who died? Are we going to talk about that? It's already on my Facebook. Boom. Who? Wait. Who died? Michael Clark Duncan. <gasps> really? Wow. On the Green Mile. Yeah. At age 54. Why? Yeah. Vertigo. Heart attack. Vertigo. <laughs> well, he's Vertigo. so tall. All right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, heart attack. They just announced it. Like heart attack or like actual heart attack? Well, have you seen him? No. He's a brick shithouse of a guy. Uh, so, no, I'm, I'm sure it was a pretty straightforward cardiac arrest. Now, was he... Was he the one who was like the bad guy in? Uh, there, there are two giant African American. And but there's somebody else, right? Who played like he was in Friday. Oh, yeah. Tiny Liston. Yes. Okay. He's not that one. He is not. He's tiny the one Liston. in the Green Mile. Okay. No, he is Michael Clark Duncan. Right. Yes. 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 
Great yes. movie. Kyle, wow, do you have a, do you have Michael Clark Duncan's page up yet at IMDb? I'm pulling it. All right. Anyway, yeah. So, um, Kyle, to what degree? First of all, to what degree are we going to discuss any association between the two of you today? Well, we already have. <laughs> yeah, previous the last podcast. one it was quite embarrassing. Actually, Remember? these guys sleep with each other. <laughs> oh God, no! Instantly, people are turning. <laughs> not, and it's like, not oh, again. God, more rectal exam. <laughs> <from> Hollywood. <laughs> does he know? Does Morrissey know any straight people? <laughs> um, and Do Kyle, you? to what degree? Certainly, we're not going to discuss the inner workings of your employment situation. But yes. will we discuss your your employer? Will we name I your employer? I don't even know if I can. I have no idea what the. All right, so let's not. Yeah, I would say no. He works for the president. I do. <laughs> I wish any uh, Google search will just turn it right up. Basically, right? Let's just <laughs> say that um, Kyle works for a multinational conglomerate. That happens to have holdings in the entertainment industry. A few things. Including um, a movie studio that might make movies that you patronize. And they might also own a TV network, uh, the name of which is Three Letters that I assure you. I don't know if they do anymore, heard actually. Before. I, think they, I think those two split. Well, they split, but they're still all owned by uh, one old man whose name <laughs> rhymes with <laughs> just to say the name <laughs> tombstone <laughs> sort of um kerrigan i want to give a special thank you to oh, all the God. lovely ladies of team jack Here who it goes. come out to support my um walk for lupus now fund this is what's called the heavy lifting. <laughs> no, we have, to, because we have to do the lifting and then sweep they, it out of the way to get into the meat of the episode. I was, I was, I was touched when I met them all. How friendly and nice they were, right? Uh-huh. And then even more touched when they invited me into the official page, right? Right, and commented and everything. But then they started to donate. For instance, oh god, <laughs> how long is it going to take? It's just, it's just really quick, just really quickly. Um, we have Liz Bennett. Liz Lemon Bennett. Is it, or do we know her as only no, Liz? No, we, we know her as Liz Lemon Bennett. Okay. She's been on the show a few times. Liz Lemon Bennett. Lovely, uh-huh. lovely lady. Thank you. Miss Deanna Campbell. Uh-huh. Lovely. i got to wait for the scroll. <laughs> now they're, here they You're come. reading your own auto-scroll on your... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. But thank you, Deanna. Thank you to Christina Evans. And finally, thank you to Karen Terry, who will get her very special um, Facebook shout out tomorrow. Karen Murphy Terry. Karen Murphy Terry. Yeah. Is that, is yeah, that a hyphenated a, name? I believe. Uh, I don't thank think there's a hyphen, but yeah. I, I hope I didn't forget anybody. So going back to Michael Clark Duncan. Hi, this is Jack Morrissey, welcoming you to KCRW on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the middle of our annual fun drive. I said Christina Evans, right? Please, please. Uh, give generously to public radio, which you enjoy all year round. Deanna. Fresh music, fresher opinions. <laughs> Savvy wit. Kyle, already, have you podcasted, Kyle? Uh, never before, no. But you've been on many a red carpet. Have I, yes. Yes. A few. But already you're a good podcaster because you and I are... Eye contacting. Are in direct eye contact, as opposed to Kerrigan, who's looking at the... Uh, Coffee table. Out the window. Well, yeah. <laughs> well circling back to Michael Shiny, Clark Duncan really yeah. quickly. So um, it says that his heart attack was on July 13th, and then he's been in the hospital since. Right. So I learned two interesting things, things today. One, that Michael Clark Duncan had a heart attack two months ago, and no one fucking cared no one knew. Or, or told anyone. Yeah. And two, that he was dating... That he was dating Omarosa from The Apprentice. I knew this, the actually. I did I, know I this. Learned. 
She was the one who betrayed everybody, right? The bitch. People the one, hated her, the right? One that, yeah, she wasn't very well liked. Her fucking boyfriend just died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show some Or <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they, they helped those shows. He had it coming. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Someone's... <laughs> the outrage in this room. Jesus. Now, anyone, yeah, right. who'd, anyone who'd left the, uh, left the episode roll, even after the disclosure of your... As... Um, <laughs> Our friends on the right would say around the release of Bill's Kinsey biopic, known homosexuals <laughs> just now turned off <laughs> after your statement. Out of respect for Michael Clark Duncan? For sure. People really, I think probably mostly because of the Green Mile um, he, and he's the just unbelievably kind of warm presence that yeah. he had. People were really... Mission Impossible, he was in... That's... No, what? <laughs> uh, I think it probably was. I think it was Michael Clark Duncan. Ving Rams was in Mission Impossible. I don't know about the other one, but I know. No, I think it was the second one. I don't know if it was the first one. Maybe they recast the part. Ving Rams was recast with Michael Clark Duncan. And I may be totally wrong. No, you're I may be totally racist. <laughs> um, let me look. But he was in. Didn't he play like a. Uh, like a angel or something in the Green Mile. What was that? I never saw that. But there was like this like angelic thing about it, right? Or extra ter- or not terrestrial, but he had powers. Yeah, Kyle. How long is it taking you to pull? Oh, his he was credits? in the island, which is oddly one of my favorite movies. I know, I know. I'm already being hated because your favorite Michael Bay movies or your favorite movies of all time. I just time? oddly like the island. No, a lot. tell him your favorite movie of all time. No, I'm not repeating that. I I, oh, I will on, literally Kyle. have no credibility whatsoever if I repeat my favorite movie. Well, and it's, okay, okay. We can work with it. It's it's a why, childhood. Why is it your favorite movie? What is it about that movie that makes you feel however way you feel? Jennifer Garner and there's this fight scene that Jennifer Garner has that Electra or Daredevil. No. Electro was my first premiere. Daredevil. But Daredevil was, is one of my favorite. I know. I know. It's, <laughs> it's so tragic. It's um, tragic. Michael Clark Duncan's credits in the can for release next year. Criminal Empire for Dummies. Dummies appears to be misspelled. The Challenger is this year. In the Hive is this year. Hmm. Okay, I guess I'm a, I'm extremely racist. I don't think a he was voice, in my mission voice acting in Green Lantern last year. <laughs> Damn he it! He was on Bones, Two and a Half Men, Chuck, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Looks like a lot of voice. He work was on the Sweet of Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah, <laughs> doing what? Uh, <laughs> coach <laughs> Coach Little. They live Coach Little. Oh, the coach, yeah, right? He was in Talladega Nights. That was a funny movie. He is the voice of the stork on Family Guy. He's Uh done. He was in Sin City as Manute. And uh, well, it goes without saying that the Green Mile is going to lead his obituary. I hate to say, but that's the way. By the time you're even hearing this, that's what will have happened. And yeah, he is in Daredevil. And the Scorpion King, and Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes, and the whole nine yards. And anyway. Oh my God. Yeah. Huge um, credits. The Night at the Roxbury, Armageddon, Bullworth. Yeah. So, um, thanks to Kyle and Kerrigan for returning early from their Labor Day weekend. It was my sister's birthday. Second was yesterday. <laughs> 
That's why we returned. In Laguna Beach. Mm-hmm. I, I hum the theme song, but I don't really know it by heart. Do you? No. <laughs> Isn't really? it California? No, that was California. the OC. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's the OC. What's the difference? Uh, <laughs> one, one was re- <laughs> yeah, both technically scripted. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's true. Um, Laguna Beach might be might be engineered for your entertainment by the it same conglomerate be. that also cuts Kyle Benici's paycheck. <laughs> Every two weeks. Potentially. Wow. Oh, yeah. This is getting... <laughs> wow. this is called People have no idea now. Circling. They have no clue. This is called like either circling the drain or circling the wagons. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Anyway, did you guys have a nice holiday weekend? Mm, we yes. did. We definitely yes, did. did. Went to a kiki. <laughs> nice little social gathering. Do you know what a kiki, a kiki. is? No. A kiki. Jack. <gasps> a what? Is it a key party? No, it's a kiki. K-I-K-I. Whatever, Whatever gay listeners we had they just between my Michael... <laughs> Clark Duncan comment and Your that offensive Michael Clark are now gone. It's a, it's a Scissor Sisters song. Let's have yeah. a Kiki. But it's before that, I think it was in um, it was in that that historical gay movie like back back Mission in the Impossible. Day. Mission Impossible. <laughs> Mission Impossible two. Mission Impossible not one. Um, it was something in Paris or not Paris is burning. It's Paris is burning. Is it? Is that what's where he says something along the lines of? That's probably yeah. I mean, he likes it's his, about balls. The, gay, in, the in, documentary on gay drag balls in yeah. Brooklyn or Harlem in the early 1990s, I think. I believe that's where it came from initially. Something like that. As did voguing. <clears throat> As <clears throat> did everything yeah. in life. They, yes. Well, part of the competition was to vogue. Correct. Willie Ninja, remember him with the big earring? I bought it. I never it. saw it. I never saw oh, it. Oh God! Great movie. Great, great, um, great. Can we so talk about Akiki this gum on party. the table? <laughs> yeah, yes, Kiki is a green. party. Kiki's a party, and I, I was talking to one of the party guests who's a lawyer uh, and does some stuff in the city of West Hollywood, and there's right. this, you know where Old Tower Records is, or was? Mm-hmm. Yes, they Sunset, wanted... Sunset and Larrabee yes. across from the Viper Room where River Phoenix breathed his last. They want to do a new development there, but it was killed... Um, because and, of the Kiki? No, because it would be across this. It would be next door to IAC, and okay. this guy, um, Barry Diller's company, right? In the and the Frank Gary clad three or four story yes. building on the north side of Sunset. And the reason why this and and the guy I was talking to handled was working for IAC. Um, Barry Diller didn't want his view. Blocked by another building, so he took care of business. So he really. took care of business, wow. and nothing will be built there um, as long as Barry Diller his, walks the earth. Wow! Yeah. His office wow. is on the second floor, and he's like, "I don't want to move offices, and I don't want my view blocked." Wow! <laughs> so like one story building or nothing. Wow! Right? Can you fucking believe that? Wow! That's crazy. Yeah. And yet, not welcome to Los Angeles. The youngest, the youngest, one of the. Of all the most important cities in the world, Los Angeles is by far the youngest. Really? Yeah. That's probably true. I don't. I was born and raised in Vegas, so. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> thank you, Matt Cohen, a perfect slingshot <laughs> one, one into a little background uh, biographical detail uh, from Kyle Benici on what exactly is it like to grow up in Las Vegas, Kyle Benici? Oddly very boring. Is um, it? Yeah. I mean, Kyle? Pay attention. I'll be very, very boring. At the end of the day, it's funny because you, I think, I mean, you have, there is the crowd that likes to circle the, you know, the clubs and and hit that. But at the end of the day, I feel like you kind of avoid all of that. Try to get rid of it, you know. 
Because right. it's like it's it's one of those things where it's in your face so much that you're just kind of like, ah. do you, you know? Wanna, do you want to tell listeners what your dad does for a living? He's <laughs> sure, in the mob. That I can do. He's in the mob. No, he's not. Yes. Um, well, Italian Vegas his name is radio. Bugsy Benici. <laughs> he uh, he's an Italian guy who works in radio. So Carrie officially Vegas. thinks that he's in the mob, which is not true. Well, does he um, actually own radio stations in Vegas? No, he's the GM. Um, he's the GM. Yeah, he's the GM of uh, a company called Lotus Broadcasting. Who actually their corporate offices are in Burbank here. Um, right. And they he it's like. I think it's now up to six radio stations in, in Vegas. And then, um, like some in Tucson, some here. Some, I mean, like some pretty much everywhere. There's and of the six in Vegas, your dad runs all six. Yes. Yeah. Your dad is the general manager for all six stations. Yeah. And are those, are those stations among the leaders in that market? Uh, for, for rock, uh, for classic rock, for sports. Um, and then I think for Spanish as well. Spanish language. Yeah. So in a way, Kyle Benici finally comes home to radio mm. with his podcast. Oh, this is true. Right? Touché. Wow. Circles back. Talent. Way to circle it back. Wow. <laughs> That's all I do is I sit here, I either provide useless biographical or background information <laughs> on things. No, that's the name of the shopping mall uh, that housed the General Cinema Hollywood Galaxy Multiplex that's now a uh, LA Fitness. <laughs> Go ahead, Kyle. And fresh and easy. Or I make connections. Also and, often useless. Yeah. And a Vegas seafood buffet just opened there. Where? At the LA Fitness. You're old, kidding. Oh. How do you define a Vegas seafood buffet? It, it's, that's the name of it. Vegas, Vegas seafood, buffet. seafood buffet. In California? Yeah, right down there. What? Kyle, how is this possible? And how does this even make sense? There. Why would you name it? That's weird. Because, you know, you go to the casinos and they all have those, like, you know, all you can eat for... 40 bucks. Oh, yeah. And it's got seafood, which is mm. like... And they're pitching to the same tourist trade that's that's uh, yeah, marching exactly. up and down Hollywood Boulevard yeah. by the Grauman's Chinese Theater. Let's talk about those... Which used to be called the Man's Chinese, but now it's called the Grauman's again. <laughs> My mom, that's a, another example here. <laughs> of completely useless. Let's talk about those buses that drive... Um, the tour, the tour buses that drive everyone around. Yeah. I think officially those are now worse drivers than taxi drivers. I kind of want to take Angeles. one. Yeah. They're unbelievable. Really? They blow. Be, they're horrible. They're all through our neighborhood Remember? here, and they routinely blow stop signs. <laughs> yeah. Routinely. And they stop when they want in the middle of the street, slow down whenever yeah. they want. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's kind of... The most thing. hilarious thing was... Um, well, not the most hilarious thing, but a semi-hilarious moment was when Condon and I... Where the hell were we? It was just within the last day or so. Got out of our car... And we're walking across something. Like Shit, sunset. where were we? We weren't in a residential neighborhood. That was the funny thing. And there was a tour bus stopped and pointing <laughs> at this like Rite Aid practically. No kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they make was up the some useless fact. By no, I'll tell you exactly sunset. where it was. This is like the most... Uh, we're throwing down for the most boring podcast ever. Ever. Um, it'll, it'll <laughs> it's all my now. fault. It's my fault. If it, if you'd said if you'd taken the if you'd taken the left instead of the right back there when I suggested that Kiki was a key party <laughs> and you said that yes it was a key party you would have given us more to work with and we could have talked about who each of you had had sex with. <laughs> this would never happen. In the bowl, I would cop out of that conversation. All right, so <laughs> we were at we were actually. Uh, at Almore Liquor, which is the best liquor store in Los Angeles on Sunset. Sunset, mm -hmm. one block east of Fairfax. We'd park the car. 
we were walking literally into Almore Liquor, which is between, it's which like is next to right next chicken. to the new Zanku Chicken, Zanku. which is opened in the old KFC location. And as we were walking <laughs> toward the entrance of Almore Liquor, the Hollywood tour bus pulled up and pointed at the Almore Liquor <laughs> and started talking about it. This is where now it's possible <laughs> Hollywood that A-list. liquor store <laughs> used to house liquor. a recording studio where the Doors recorded "L.A. Woman" or something like that. No. That's yeah. That's the restaurant. But my point is, those are rest restaurants, and other buildings here in L.A. have often they have enough showbiz history that you yeah. can for a van to pull up and stop. But I'm unaware as to what the specifics are around the Almore Liquor Building, which only houses Almore Liquor, by the way. <laughs> Just saying, right? Useless information. Um, it's time for the scotch. Yeah, well, help yourself. No, you know what it's time for? Does he get for? drunk before the... You know what it's time for? No, is this... No. It's time for Moonshine from Kathy Banks. I honestly don't know if I've ever been more drunk than mm. than that night. I, I mean, Moonshine, I think, hits your brain before it hits the rest of your body. Especially Kathy Bates. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Kathy with a C, not a K, Matt Cohen. Oh. One of the Team Jack ladies sent me two... Do you call them mason jars or are they yeah. canning jars? Mason jars, Same yeah. thing. Mason jars of moonshine from North Carolina. Does have the fruit still in it? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. And when you eat you the fruit, some? it's like... Oh, it's time bombs. <laughs> time bombs. Yeah. She, sent me two, she sent me two jars, one of them apple pie. Here, which tastes which amazing. Which is 70 proof. Wow. And the other is strawberry, which was 100 proof and is <laughs> yeah. no longer with us. When I, uh, <laughs> the apple finished. pie, needless to say, does not have a slice of apple pie floating in it. On fish Are tour, you drinking, Kerrigan? On fish tour one, somewhere All in like... All right, bring two. They're probably in the dishwasher. <laughs> Is it clean? The shot glasses? No, on but what do you care? It's on fish sugar. tour one, somewhere in like Kentucky or Tennessee or some shit, we bought a bottle of moonshine off the side of the road from a guy from like his barn. Right. <laughs> and it, we all got so immediately sick and drunk that after like one sip, we were sitting around a circle and passing the mason jar and yeah. just huffing it. <laughs> And getting fucked up, it was so strong that you could smell it. It was like rubbing it's alcohol. Ridiculous. I mean, that's probably really safe to buy anything from a guy selling something out oh, of yeah, a yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure you're not going to do a shot? I am completely Come on, it's positive. the last day of summer. I am so positive in every way. Say goodbye to summer. I can't. I Call can't, me maybe. It is, it is. I will smoke, a, I will smoke a bowl in solidarity for autumn. you guys, though. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. On, this one's actually I good. I can't. I'm not you gonna lie. Can't. This this one tastes good, but the strawberry one was the strawberry one actually you, did have straw white strawberries, which I take it were bleached by the alcohol, alcohol content floating in there. Are we doing them as shots? Or are we sipping? Oh, I have geez. to sip because it's hardcore. But this this Jack. Now we are I'll, having a kiki. I will I will shot it with you. We are officially right, ready. Having a kiki. This is true, actually. Light social gathering with gay friends. Dude, well, it's so three smooth. Gay. The apple pie is so smooth. <laughs> oh. Do you want one? Come on, it's the last day of summer, dude. All right, give me a quarter of one. I'll be right back. <laughs> hang on, hang on. We're waiting. Well, then we're gonna wait. Then. Boy, this is what every almost every episode of Teen Jack now is. Um, with drinking, it's like drinking games. It's a drinking. You should Team actually Jack is, is the hottest new drinking game. You should, <laughs> you should start it out. <laughs> There's like one key bonus word that you can say throughout the podcast when it's a Which shot. Which is strip. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous, <laughs> dude. This is so good, Kathy. I know you're listening to this, Kathy and Caitlin. Again, thank you so much. Um, this Kathy this actually has a personalized so license good. plate in the state of North Carolina that says "Break and Dawn." 
moonshine. And that's a little say, bit. Nice pour. Kieran. We need more. Like, you're like, I'll take a little. <laughs> Send more moonshine. All right, ready, gentlemen? Yes. Here we go. Cheers, boys. I'm not. Oh well, yeah, I'm cheers first, shot. and don't spill it on the equipment. Cheers. Cheers. I'm like making my way over to you. And cheers to all of you on this last day of summer. Hope you had a good one. Ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Oh, whoa. Mm. Okay. Woo. That's, it tastes and like that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. It tastes like Kathy, s- I love you. That's sweet delicious. heaven. Yeah, that's that's not bad at all. So good. The moonshine I had was straight up rocket fuel. Maybe that's, that's what the was straw- that strawberry maybe that's one. Strawberry stuff. That strawberry stuff or was. It was clear. It tasted like poison. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was delicious. And yet, yet you continue poison to consume. Poison or poison? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually need a picture. We need to like tweet out a picture. Maybe Are you taking there's taking my chewed up gum out of the frame. <laughs> Since it's fall, maybe there's like pumpkin spice moonshine. I know, oh, Kathy, yeah. pumpkin spice Kathy, moonshine. Pumpkin spice. Kerrigan. Or? What? Come on. Oh, he's sipping. sipping. He is sipping. Bitch. He's a lady. On the hatch. <laughs> oh, good, good. We need a picture for Twitter. Oh, I know what I'm going to talk about that's going to be embarrassing. Oh, yay. So. As we take these pictures, I'll tell a fun story regarding the um, vans. I'm talking to Jack on the phone. We're making plans, oh, blah, 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 blah. And all, all of a sudden, he stops and says, I just saw the most horrific thing I have ever seen. And his voice changes, and I thought, oh, God. It wasn't one of the, oh. Someone got hit by a car. Yeah, someone got hit by a car or something. Well, no, you're like, one of those vans just pulled up in front of my house. <laughs> well, that's no. true. And I was like, that is true. I was so worried. I'm like, oh, shit, did that a cat true. get hit by but, a car? But, but it was empty. The guy was just turning around. Oh, oh so you like yeah. thought, yes. Yeah. So we were Because safe. here's the thing. We live in a cul-de-sac. Well, we don't live that's in a cul-de-sac, but we live on a street that ends in a cul-de-sac. But... Uh, Hugh Laurie, who is the doctor on house, I guess house on house, right? Yeah. Um, Bought a house. House on house bought Bought a a house house on our street a few years back. And uh, as soon as I found that out, I was like, oh, God, they will come now. They will come. The buses and vans will come. Yeah. And they never did, I think, ostensibly because they really don't like to have to turn around. And a yeah. cul-de-sac. The most diagnosed yeah. ailment on house. Does anybody know what it is? No. no. Lupus. Everyone on house has lupus. And really? by the way, thank you to <laughs> Liz Lemon Bennett, Christina, Deanne. Hey, um, these are going off a of I'll get too. closer to Kerrigan. Oh, is again. This is so boring. <laughs> this is just, okay, so Ready? Kiki and Karen closer, Terry. closer, Ker- closer. Yeah, three. Three, two, one. Try not restrain the gay face. Three, two, one. I'm all nervous. All right. Restrain the gay. It's difficult. How dare you even ask me that? <laughs> I had to fight for your right to party. To party. Yes. Um. I totally should not talk about this, but I'm going. I always, hate, am I going to hate you right the now? First rule of podcasting. Am I going to hate you? Don't talk about podcasting. No. If you think about it, if you even think about it, um, pump the brakes, don't pump the, or pump the gas, don't pump the brakes, right? So here's the thing. <laughs> Just now, as I was using the word Twitter, 
I will talk to you about, Kyle knows this already. Kerrigan yeah. probably already knows it. You don't know it. Do you know who Kenny Wormald is? W-O-R-M-A-L-D. He's I great. will get him on this show. He played Ren McCormick, the Kevin yeah. Bacon part, in the recent Footloose mm-hmm. remake, which was may have been pro- <laughs> produced for your entertainment pleasure by the same multinational conglomerate. We're not even getting... I mean, we're getting... Also like, may cut Kyle Benici's pages every two Potentially. Weeks. Maybe. Uh, maybe. ผมเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเ
you, when it's all hands on deck, because it's a super big movie coming down the pike or yep. whatever, it's uh, everybody is assigned to everybody, and you have to so-called handle them. Yes. Right? For the carpet. Yes, exactly. Uh, and if you handle that person, say, for instance, Kenny Warmald you would be, quote, on that person. Yeah, you walk right? the you walk the carpet, um, get them prepared for each of the next interviews, see, you know, walk with them with doing photos, um, all that kind of stuff. And uh, how's that experience been for you, generally speaking? Kenny was great, actually. How's the overall been for you? I mean, overall, you, you get, it's, sometimes it's hit or miss. You'll get someone that, you know, no one, no one really knows at, at you know, right. some point. But um, obviously, with Kenny, he he had just um, he was just filming Footloose, so he had kind of been in the ether. Um, right. So it's that that makes it easy when you get someone who is a little bit more well known, <laughs> right? Because then you don't have to you know kind of explain. I thought but Zac what, Efron was supposed to be in that movie. Zac Efron was an oh, earlier was whole... iteration of that movie when it was going to be more or less a movie musical. Yeah, in a conventional in the in the conventional definition of movie musical which mm-hmm. is a book musical where people basically break into song yeah um but they which wasn't very the decision was made to move away from that iteration i think it was a good the, decision, that iteration yeah. was to have been directed by kenny high school musical one two three newsies hocus pocus ortega mm-hmm. also i should say michael, michael Jackson. jackson's this is it ortega which and- misha hamilton um was a primary dancer on. Really? I heard. I heard yeah, he that he danced with Michael Jackson, dude. I heard wow. that there were rumors that they were making a Hocus Pocus two, and then those they will either the make. I, I guarantee you, they will either make a sequel to Hocus Pocus, or more likely, they, they will reboot to. it. They need because, to. like Newsies, which is recently yeah. within the last six months or so, opened as a Broadway musical. To by the way, phenomenal reviews. Well, it's Newsies, yeah. Consequently, as. as as is often the case, and if not always the case in New York, which starred what? Mentor at great box office always follows the reviews. Yeah, in theater, um, in New York anyway. If you, if you get great reviews, the business comes. If you get a terrible review, you're dead, and you're closing in a week. Generally unless if you're, speaking. unless I mean, if you're Spider Man, not the movie business. Unless it's if you're Spider Man, and then you very kind cause of, effect. Yeah, Spider Man. I think reopened nine yeah. times or something because of yeah. the. But you almost want to go because you're like someone's going to die. And, and who played Spider-Man in that musical? I don't know. I, well, Misha Barton. <laughs> no. There were acrobats and then, you know, who obviously played him in Mask. But Kenny Wormald. No. <laughs> You're trying to bring it back, circle it back. Um, was, it, was it a main lead that, well, like a known lead? Michael Clark Duncan. Oh. No. It was really on. weird. That's, that's too soon. Too soon. For people who actually are... Too um, soon. Faithful listeners of this podcast who Actually, do tune in, who yeah, do tune in, but yeah, um, I like to plant seeds every now and then. And someone who's really worth paying attention to is uh, Reeve Carney, who played Spider-Man in he the did? Broadway musical. Yeah, he's dating Ashley Green, or was dating Ashley Green. Um, what what else has he been in? Um, is he mostly a theater guy, or does he do film? Uh, I could probably get him on the show too. I think Bill Condon knows him. Um, I don't know that much about him. Here's a rumor. I'm just Googling him. He's p- rumored to be playing Jeff Buckley in a movie version, I guess a movie biopic. Ooh. Um, great singer, really interesting, eerie sounding, 
voice. Mm. Perfect um, for Jeff Buckley. And he's got a band signed to Interscope, uh, which is also happens to be U2's label, the U2 connection having been made through Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, yeah. which is the technical title of that musical. Anyway, Reeve Carney, someone to keep an eye on. He's a Carney. He's a, he's a comma or a goa. What do they say? I don't know. Either way. Um, can it be both? Oh. Well, <laughs> always there. Uh, yeah. Always taking it there. One hopes. He's a comer, <laughs> then a goer. Perfect. Um, uh, who brought this guy? <laughs> yeah, right. So anyway, back in on Moonshine. Are we going to have another shot or what? I'm down. I mean. For sure. All right. Let me just put my scotch aside. Yeah. So, so you should have. You should yeah, have. Another one? Yeah. It's, it's so good. smooth, it's right? Good. It's so smooth. And by the way, <laughs> this is basically. This is the end of summer podcast. It's the end of summer episode. Do we really have to be talking about anything on this episode other than. Moonshine? Summer and drinking and. Tomorrow it's back to Runyon Canyon and Chris McDaniel for me, who is the trainer. All of us. Officially going Talk back about to how the gym. excited we are for the weather to change. Are we? No. Yeah, September so is my favorite month of the Mine year. Mine too. You get the breeze. Cheers, gang. Cheers. To DUIs. <laughs> <laughs> um, shot style. Three, two, one. Mm. All right, here's the difference between the two. This one it's so hits good. you first with the alcohol Hoorah. and then follows with the apple pie. No <laughs> well, then you were a superb. It tastes like apple superb, cider. If someone superb. handed me like that as apple cider and was like, it's not alcoholic, I would believe them and right. get in my car and drive. Really? <laughs> yeah, I swear to God. It's that. It's, there's, it's so smooth. Well, the other one uh, hits you with strawberry first and then massively slaps you in the face with um, punches lots you of in alcohol. The yeah, it's, it's brutal. Here's where it gets fun. So the other night we, we went to Eric Odom's belated birthday party. Birthday party. Brought the mason jar of strawberry moonshine with yes, the floating white bleached strawberries in them. <laughs> Finished Each of them like a Zombified. noxious, poisonous piece Literally. of floating there. <laughs> and then I had to drive. I sobered up first and had to drive Kerrigan and Kyle back to their place. After which, and Kyle, in the first of two things <laughs> that Kyle doesn't know is happening on this podcast, he'll know oh, now. No. Kerrigan took a picture of him passed out <laughs> on the bed and sent it to me. <laughs> I, my, I saw, actually, I saw it in my shirt, half on the bed. Like, yeah. looking very... With like, the dangerous. dog in the corner of the <laughs> bed, like, with the big, like, Teddy, what the fuck expression on his face. <laughs> Can we release that photograph? No. Why not? I'm in my boxers. It's a little risque. No. But, I mean, I think it's a hot picture, personally. I would be I, very proud to give I, it to the general like public. I, like I previously said, Can I we have put it never... up in the episode guides? our new episode guides no. that go with each podcast. We will talk about this later, but no. Yeah. Teddy does have the best expression. Should I just ask the photographer for the photographer's permission? Yeah, actually, I hope he copyright. has the rights. Yeah. <laughs> Though I technically, I could kick him out too as well. So, I mean, there are options here. <laughs> we have options. So that's how it's going to go. <laughs> right. So, um, has everybody had a great summer? Here's the shocker. A statistic came across the wire today that um, domestic box office is down $100 million wow. from the number it was at 10 years ago, a decade ago. And Which the is, explanation given 
for the current numbers being as strong as they are is that um, is the so-called inflated ticket prices uh, ticket like prices the IMAX that's tickets correct and, wow and three day tickets yep so um, wow if only I could find this hang on just one second we could discuss it but rolling into the summer here it is thank you very much um, rolling into the summer everybody thought this would be one of the biggest uh, years in movie. I mean, it was history, it was packed. If not the it's been a packed summer, yeah. Between the final installment in Christ- Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, The Avengers, mm-hmm. The Amazing Spider-Man, etc., and yet here we are on Labor Expendables Day. Expendables two. <laughs> What's that? Expendables two. Expendables two. I mean, here we are on Labor Day, and this is the news from Todd Cunningham at TheWrap.com. Summer movie ticket sales one hundred million down from a decade ago. Um, wow. blah blah blah. St- stats, stats, stats. This year's total continues an alarming trend. Uh, the fact that grosses and ticket sales were off isn't a surprise. Then a summer marked by a handful of blockbusters: The Avengers, Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. Ice Age, Continental Drift, and Amazing Spider-Man. But far more misfires. But the ticket sales discrepancy. I'm quoting the rap here between this summer and that of a decade ago, when there were exponentially more admissions. I'm not going to bore listeners with the actual stats. Will be a concern to studio executives. The admission number makes crystal clear that the grosses are being propped up by higher ticket prices, in particular for 3D and IMAX screenings. Mm -hmm. The studio's greater focus on the foreign market is likely a factor in the domestic decline, too. Uh, Here's a question. So... $100 $100 million across the board or, or individual entry fees, meaning if one of these films that bomb performed like it was supposed to, if John Carter had made $200 million... Well, is John Carter technically considered a summer movie? I don't think it well, is. Let's, it let's just like say, okay, let's say, let's say the shooting had never happened in Dark Knight. Had, well, Dark, that is what Dark Knight a lot made of another studio chiefs it on, is the, is the Colorado shooting and the commensurate avoidance of movie theaters by a huge... Critically important demographic, and especially in the yeah. summer movie-going market, which is young females, stayed away. And, uh, and well, because the theater was safe before that, you never. It was never a place where you, you know, you had to worry about anything. You yeah. know, it's it's kind of a yeah. place well, you don't STDs. worry about any <laughs> STDs in a theater. <laughs> and also, haven't there been like yeah. a lot of theater shootings? Never a massacre, but don't people like shoot? No, the no one has ever shot all up the a time and before. stuff. No one has ever shot up a modern multiplex. <laughs> or is that like before? a just a Chris Rock joke? Yeah, I was like, where do you? Say? I think it was in like Scream <laughs> Three, <laughs> but no one has ever shot up a modern multiplex no. before. Okay, no. So. Um, since you, th- you asked Matt Cohen, yeah. I will circle back around. So here's the deal. This summer's films grossed $4.27 billion, of course, not counting this weekend, Labor Day weekend, which is a three-day weekend and closes out the summer movie-going season. As of tomorrow, September 3rd, we are in the fall movie-going season. Um, this summer's films grossed $4.27 billion, down 2.84% from last year's 44 Admissions were at 526 million compared to 545 million tickets sold last year, which is a 3.56% drop, according to Exhibitor Relations, who track box office. Um, A decade ago, however, just in the summer movie going frame, there were 629 million admissions. So 629 versus 526. Okay. to, to even a hundred million or a hundred million admissions 
Do I have that right? Yeah. All right. A hundred million admissions cannot be, I don't think, can be made up by... No, not by one film, but it can be made up, but it could be explained for by iPads and the internet and Netflix and and a million other entertainment choices. Yeah. The higher, higher than average and higher than predicted viewing interest in the summer, the London Summer Olympics. Totally. Yeah. Which did suck up, um, according to market research that has actually been done of the average movie-going consumer, uh, many of them did, in fact, choose just to stay home and watch the Summer Olympics. Though that being said, I go, I go to, to 10 movies. years ago, like, it was so old, that it was 2002, and most of this shit was, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, I just feel old, but yeah, I honestly you think we have old. more entertainment. Look at your skin. I know, dude. We have more entertainment no, options. that's what, uh, apparently, that's what, that's what, uh, let's just say that's someone of being old. said to uh, our mutual friend, Vince. <laughs> You are old. Look at your skin. Oh, Shit. can you believe that? Wait, a shrink is not a supposed to like that to someone. <laughs> anyway, and he and he went back the next week. That's yeah, the did. shocking thing. Well, you know, the shrink was exploiting his. He knew things, man. He, that he knew was present. <laughs> he knew he was uniquely qualified to know was present. Anyway, um, so did you guys have a good summer at the movies? Did you guys have a good summer in general? Now that it's over. I saw more movies this summer than I have in in probably the last five summers. I, I generally do not go to movies, but this summer there were a lot that uh, I wanted to see because I had the interest. And there, I, I still haven't seen Bourne or Expendables 2, both of which I do really want to see. So. How is it possible that you have not seen Bourne, given that it stars your all-time favorite, favorite, favorite I know. movie actor who, is, who also doubles as your, what do we call that, Kyle? Pass the microphone, Kerrigan. No. What do we call that? He's 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 my one. He's your one. If there was anyone in the world that I could cheat on Kyle with, and it would be okay. Hey, we didn't get mad. It would be Jeremy Renner, the nation's greatest actor of the modern times. Right. My parents went to go see Bourne uh, because, like, my whole family did. They were in Florida and they had nothing else to do. My dad called me halfway through. Right. He was like, "Hey, I'm in the lobby of this Bourne movie. Hey, who's this main guy and why is he in movies?" Really? My dad uh. asked questions. I was like, "I don't know, man. I'll explain later when I figure it out." No, dude. Your dad hasn't seen the Avengers or Hurt Locker. He didn't, or well, I was just gonna say he saw the Avengers, but then I was like, "It's the bow and arrow guy." He was like, "Oh." All right, I just don't get why he's the lead actor in the movie. My dad was very confused why he was the right, lead. Right. His last three movies, uh, uh, the Bourne movie, Avengers, and Mission Impossible. I Did mean, you say Expendables. Giant, giant fucking movies. This guy is yeah. primed. People are behind him yeah. to make him. But Kerrigan's like, not biased at all. So no. I, I've seen every single movie he's ever been in because he is a national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> And he'll be your national treasure if he ends up playing Julian Assange. Mm-hmm. You better make that fucking movie. happen. Like okay. all the like, all the like dream girl swag that I've passed up on over the years and yeah, Kinsey exactly. stuff. I want in on this movie, <laughs> like nobody's business. We will see. Um, and are we on air? Since we've ha- we all have two rounds in us. Um, Disclose Kyle works for Paramount. Uh, <laughs> are we just, shame. Are we shame. Dis- disclosing the identity of Kyle's one? Oh yeah. Oh, mine's so silly. Like, Zach Efron, I know, right? Zach Efron. Yeah. How sto- how stoked are you for his forthcoming uh, 
slutty makes slutty movie though by oh, the director of precious where he's in his undies precious yeah have you seen the trailer yeah oh my god i haven't is yeah. he's in his underwear uh yeah his like soiled white briefs it's like soiled. a swamp <laughs> it's like a bayou thriller or whatnot wait what well, that it looks black like snake the sweatiest mode? dirtiest movie ever made yeah it's called the check, check. babysitter or something like that check check uh-oh how long has caught how long has kerrigan been off air no he's not off air no Something's no. gone amiss with Something's gonna awry Kerrigan's a little mic, bit. Hello, so here, there we go. Much better. Clutches. <laughs> I think it's just all the wires. And Precious. Matt, that's why Over you're so handsome, handsomely oh, paid. Oh, that's what happened. Is to monitor our uh, sound levels. What is this What movie? is the name of the of new Zac Efron movie that was... This is Nicole Kidman. Uh, screened to unbelievably... Awesome. Mostly derision, I think, at Khan. Uh, where it premiered. Lee Daniels is the director and potentially also the writer. And hang on, I'm just pulling it right hey, up right now. I forget, there's a couple. This would be such a better, tighter podcast if anybody on it, starting with the host, um, knew what the fuck they were talking about. <laughs> before we... I know, right? Before we rolled. The entire podcast. It's uh, The Paper Boy. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, starring... Was it a video game? Uh, back in, like, an, like an old school Nintendo video game. Is this the movie version of The Paper of the video game? No. Yes. It is? Okay, so if you do a... If you do and a, he's in his underwear? <laughs> yeah. You have not seen the trailer? No. It's unbelievable. I should have played that game, though. It's either a oh. camp classic. I mean, it's definitely trash, like high trash. But uh, if you run a Google search for... Uh, Kyle, you're going to be very excited even by these headlines. If you run a Google search for Zac Efron <laughs> Lee Daniels to find the title of the picture, which is The Paperboy. The Paperboy. Here's the third headline. Here's the third hit back you'll get, oh, no. right? From GQ, GQ.com. Lee Daniels explains why Nicole Kidman pees on Zac Efron. Oh. In the paper. Yes. Why, why would I enjoy this? <laughs> Dude, Fandango, right now, let's get tickets. Um, the one in which Nicole Kidman pees on Zac Efron reviews of the paperboy, says IndieWire. It's unbelievable, dude. <laughs> I think it comes out in September. Is it like a sex thriller or something? Uh, she, I think she. It's she's with uh, some. It's probably guy. one of those movies where she's hired the younger guy to kill her. But then husband. I think falls in love with him, and it's. But she's also kind of dark herself. She's got, you know, it's. it's I think it's really about Nicole, obviously. But then they. He's just kind of like a, a pawn in this. Shouldn't game Zac Efron play Christian Grey in Fifty Shades of Fifty Shades of Grey? I think just that'd saying. be well. Isn't he supposed to be tall? <laughs> yeah, Zach's not really. <laughs> yeah, there Again? is that problem. Wait, wasn't he in that movie? All right, so here's the thing. So, uh, uh, based on a novel by Pete Dexter, right? Um, published published in '95. Please tell me it's going to be called Paperboy based on the novel Paperboy by Pete Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> so well played, Matt Cohen. You have earned your mu- your moonshine. Here's the plot summary as I look at it through bleary eyes. Hillary Van Wetter was jailed for the murder of an unscrupulous local sheriff, Thurmond Cowell. Cowell had previously stomped Wetter's handcuffed cousin, cousin to death. Ooh. Wetter is now on death row and awaiting execution. In prison, Wetter receives correspondence from Charlotte Bless, a woman he has never met but who has fallen in love with him and is determined that he should be released and that they should marry. Bless provo- provokes immense sexu- sexual tension in any situation, 
given her beauty and presence. Bless attempts to prove Wetter's innocence by enlisting the support of two investigative reporters from a Miami newspaper hungry for a salacious story. The ambitious Yardley Aikman and the naive, idealistic Ward James, heir to the newspaper's publisher. The evidence against Wetter is inconsistent, and the writers are confident that if they can expose Wetter as a victim of redneck justice, then their story will be a potential Pulitzer Prize winner. However, tricks of the journalist trade are played, corners are cut, facts are fudged, small inconsistencies are ignored, and Yardley sleeps with Charlotte. <laughs> with the newspaper men's support, Wetter is released from prison, and the pair win the Pulitzer Prize. It soon becomes apparent that the writers underestimated Wetter. After marrying Charlotte, Wetter murders her. Consumed by guilt, Ward commits suicide. Wow. Oops. It, Probably shouldn't have drank before the, during this podcast. <laughs> this is Paperboy? The funny thing is, though, the trailer, this is the Paperboy, the trailer doesn't dude. even kind of go into any of that. It, the trailer totally doesn't tell you every single plot beat of the movie. <laughs> yeah. No. But, Here, the, but the plot synopsis doesn't tell us when the golden showers happen. Ew. No, that is true. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, under reception, at, also at the <laughs> Wikipedia entry for the novel, the New York Times described the novel as an eerie and beautiful novel. The reviewer added that the pacing works to the novel's advantage, forcing us to linger in its eerie emotional straits. Entertainment Weekly gave the novel a B plus, describing it as a wise and fascinating tale well told. The novel was also awarded the Penn Center USA Literary Award for Fiction in 1996. And the only reason I bother with this is that I assure you, the movie was not afforded the same reception in con. I mean, the movie was... Let's just look up on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, what the RT score is. Not that Rotten Tomatoes is to be trusted, because <laughs> as we know, speaking of rednecks and hillbillies, although I have many, many friends living in red states, Rotten Tomatoes is not to be trusted because they've let too many questionable... Sources, and we really need to get that guy on here, the Rotten Tomatoes guy. Matt Atchney? Yeah. Hey, if he's on CNN, why shouldn't he be on Team Jack? Well, yeah, 56% tomato-ometer, tomato-meter. Tomato-meter. And um, top critics, note to Rotten Tomatoes, like, Wait, why do I even have to search for top critics, 56%? Rotten Tomatoes? I can't even... Oh, it's really hard to find here, I'll show It's you. hard to find. It's like, come on, dude. Oh, top top critics... Well, they only have three reviews from top critics right now, so, you know, any rating would be premature. They have John Frosch from The Atlantic, which is fresh. But Mary top- Corliss from Time, which is fresh. I wonder... The top critics don't matter more and than the other ones. In than the world. overall does, yeah. because the consumer is looking at the overall. Yeah. And Todd McCarthy, formerly of Variety and now of The Hollywood Reporter, also reviewed it well. So, we'll see. We'll see. You hear about the uh, Oogle? It opens on October 5th. Oogie Loves? Oogie Loves. What the fuck is that? Please tell me. It. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it, it did $40 per screen, making it the... Worst wide opening of all time. Wow. Are you serious? I'm pretty sure. That it's was like a kids an inter- movie. Apparently, it's an interactive movie, though. Like, you're supposed to dance and stuff yeah, in the like theater kids, with your kid. It's, it's like basically blues, Teletubbies. Blues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks terrifying. What is those <laughs> puppet <laughs> things? He has nightmares. They're weird things, yeah. <laughs> $40 per, per screen? Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Which means like five people? <laughs> Six people per screen? Wow. In, in America. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He loves... Yugi loves. 
hilarious. We should also get somebody on here from the rap. We can get Alonso Duralde back on here who uh, does, mo- does movie reviews <laughs> for the rap.com. But um, they sent out, the only reason they keep coming up today is that I'm subscribed to their email blasts. Here's the hilarious email that I got seven hours ago from the rap. Oogie loves worst ever box office bow. Quote, this is the notoriety we were looking for. Ouch. Um, And that is, despite its dismal showing, Ken Vizelman, the man behind Oogie loves, isn't deterred. In fact, the buzz could turn into a positive, he said. Quote, this was never about box office. It was about exposure. We've now got the notoriety we were trying to get for weeks before the film opened. He said that a financing glitch weeks before the release hurt the marketing of the film. I won't say we're not disappointed for our team and for the exhibitors who both did a great job, but this film wasn't made to win the Academy Award. It was made to get parents to get up and dance with their kids. I know from talking with parents who did take their kids to see it that they loved it. The attention we're getting as a result of this is going to help our video-on-demand and DVD campaigns, and it's going to help the next films, whether they're theatrical releases or straight-to-video. Yeah, but who's going to put their money on a movie that was opened with the worst? Here's here's an even more hilarious quote. Visselman did say that the screen count would be cut back for next weekend, (laughs) which, by the way, kids, is what happens if you don't perform on weekend number one. The the exhibitors, a.k.a. AMC, Regal, Cinemark, take your screens away on Monday morning and immediately give them to a better performing performing picture. (laughs) Um, And that the plan would be to feature it in early morning screenings. Quote, kind of like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but in the morning instead of midnight. (laughs) He maintained that all the talk, albeit mainly negative, could ultimately help. Quote, Julia Roberts and Cameron Diaz can have flops. Why can't Zuzi? Wait, is Zuzi the main character? Apparently. He was. Julia Roberts and Cameron Diaz don't have the biggest single flops of all time, which is what they see. Much as they might like to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway. Did anybody actually see Clint Eastwood talk to the chair? I did. Holy shit. As it was going down? Wow. I only saw it after the fact. And the RNC? Kyle, he you was want like more drunk or something. I don't know. Do I want more? Do you want more moonshine, Kyle driving. Benici? Yes, I do. Where's your little shot glass, little friend? Little friend. Little friend. Yeah, it was. Little it was. Friend. It was. Oh, this is the last of it. It was officially. bad. There it is. Kathy, send more moonshine. Thank you, Kathy. Pumpkin <laughs> spice, if they make it, Kathy. I know. <laughs> We're looking for seasonal moonshine at this point. I'll take whatever you got. Um. Yeah, what was the, I mean, like, do people give him a pass, or is he now, like... Clint? Yeah. Well, it's certainly, here's the worst thing that happened last week, and again, it's like, we don't want to get to talk, talking politics on this podcast, because... Oh, I heard it's this. It's so fucking because boring. Because Yolan's not here? Yeah, because Yolan's not here. But uh, <laughs> the probably the worst, the single worst thing that it, that it did for the Republican convention last week is that the next day, that event completely dominated... All, almost all news coverage of that event, which, by the way, one might think it should instead have focused on Romney, R- Mitt Romney's actual speech, yeah. which happened which was, shortly thereafter. Yeah, so it. <laughs> it it did not turn out that was ill advised on the part of the um, the Republican Do we have Party. This on video? 
to what is, uh, is exactly? I've never seen it. He pretends to be. Kyle's standing, been busy with work. He's standing next to an Star empty Trek Two, and he pretends that Obama is sitting in the chair, and he has this whole scene, this whole dialogue with Obama. Only we, he's the only one who can hear Obama, so he feeds all the reaction lines and everything. They didn't even like hologram him in. <laughs> I mean, I thought no. that technology was no. They should have now, like Tupac. <laughs> no. Is now possible, but it was bad. But but do but do, does Hollywood now laugh at him? Who, by the way, I mean, uh, I saw a really interesting statistic that Clint Eastwood is pro-choice, and he is. Um, there are a couple of other kind of positions he takes that are like antithetic to the Republican, the generic Republican platform. Well, yeah, with the two-party system, it's a little difficult to. To make any one way or the other. But yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah. And the and the funniest thing I saw was the Ian McKellen thing, which is one night. One which night I shared stuff. off Ian McKellen's Facebook page, which anybody can look up and join. Yeah. Um, Before it was cool. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was hilarious. And the one where it's Good like show, Keith Stern. Obama whispering into Michelle Obama's ear, and then he started talking to a chair. <laughs> and Michelle Obama's got this like look of... Hilari- say what? hilarity and horror yeah exactly what'd you say what <laughs> um and we all saw what kyle i'm sure did not see what obama tweeted which is a photograph of yes the, the back of taken. his head in a in a seat in the white house yes with the caption this seat is taken but seriously do do people like look down on clint eastwood now for that show uh, to say nothing of the fact that he's at the rnc speaking you know, somebody suggested to me, I asked somebody the other day, we have outdoor up around Los Angeles now for... Yeah, that terrible, terrible the Trouble movie. with the Curve or whatever, which yeah. looks like a baseball Starring movie. Starring Amy Adams, who voted, who gave money to Yes on Prop 8, by the way. And Justin Timberlake. Okay. I don't know about him, but... He's in but it. I was like... No, no, meaning those three are in it. Who directed this movie? And uh, so the person bad. I said, I asked, said, oh, so-and-so, Clint's longtime producer... I'm sure it was a case of Clint basically being too tired to actually direct the picture himself. It seemed like it was teed up to be yeah. a Clint Eastwood film that was like also starring Clint Eastwood, much like Gran Torino. Million um, so maybe he, the um, euphemistically speaking, the clock is actually starting to wind down now a little bit. I mean, and he's getting. I don't know how old he is, he is, but the first, what is it? I mean, the first digit has to be an eight, right? He's in his 80s. At least. He yeah. must be, right? Yeah, he was I'll look that up shortly after 70s. looking up the statistic here on Facebook that, yes, if you want to look look up Ian McKellen on Facebook, his official um, Facebook page has 98,144 likes. Clint? Ian McKellen. Ian's. That's pretty crazy. We're getting close to the end of this, and I believe there is uh, oh God. something that we have to take Yeah, there care is of. something happening. Um, and... Uh, Kyle Benici does not know what it is, although he's going to play an integral integral role. I'm feeling it, which is probably all the better. By the way, like Clint Eastwood is apparently doesn't even have a. How is that possible? A Facebook page? I'm sure he does, because you can you can have one without authorizing it yourself. Oh yeah, so here he is, or here's one, as we know. I'm sure there are many. He has. 1,800,000, so he has roughly double Ian McKellen, which I say is a big win for Ian McKellen, because <laughs> that's, that's pretty good, given bet, how long Clint Eastwood has been at it. Well, I bet half of those likes movies. came 
at the end of this week. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. Because people are hating on him. Um, do we have anything else to say about summer? Summer movie going season as we roll into fall? All right, so while we were away for two weeks, for no particular reason, um, our official Team Jack Twitter handle, which is at Team underscore Jack, as opposed to my personal Twitter handle, which is Jack underscore Morrissey with two R's and two S's, or our official Facebook page, our Tumblr, our Pinterest, TeamJack.com, our new unbelievably phenomenal episode guides. Uh, our Team Jack Twitter handle was nearing, uh, since this is something that actually Kyle Benici deals with every day, he'll relate, we were nearing three we were nearing 3,000 followers. That's awesome. And so we had a little discussion led by our fearless leader, um, Twy Between. I don't think I'm allowed to say her real name. Uh, who has also been on this show. Um, they, uh, the 29 women on Team Jack who helped me run both my personal and that uh, group Twitter handle devised uh, a push, if, if you will, yeah, uh, to get over the 3,000 followers mark. And uh, what they devised, what they came up with quite on their own, was... Um, once we crossed the 3,000 followers mark, I would, on air, uh, during the next episode of the Team Jack podcast, I would... You're making me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I would... Uh, so nervous, so nervous. I would read Edward's marriage proposal to Bella Swan. Aww. I would read and perform Edward's marriage proposal to Bella Swan. Is on Karen air. Be Bella? No, Kyle. No, darling. You are. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so yes. This is the part where you said I should just say yes. <laughs> yes. You only have one thing to do. Okay. Kyle. Is Don't fuck it up. Don't it's really, fuck it up. Really hard. Say yes. You want to wait a little bit? <laughs> because. The version that everyone's used to after they all read it in Stephanie Meyer's novel, the version that everyone has become used to now is the version that Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson did in David mm -hmm. Slade's movie version of Eclipse, right? Mm -hmm. So in that version, she waits a few beats before actually saying yes. Okay. She draws it out. All right, ready? So. Wait, how do I know when it's the end? Will I just know? You'll get a cue. You'll know. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, we will not be coming back from this. Okay, then let me just say one more time, Liz, <laughs> Christina, Karen, Deanna, thank you for your generous donations. Team Jack official page, ladies, you're the greatest. You are the greatest. Kyle, do you have anyone you'd like to, anyone like, you'd like to say anything to? Or do you have anything else no. you'd like to pimp other than your Twitter handle? No. Which will now get, how many followers do you have on Twitter, by the way? I'm like four and a half. No, you don't. I don't know. No, seriously. I don't know. Kyle, you do know. You're fucking lying. You know your There's no way score. you don't know how many. <laughs> he knows his clout score. Yes. <laughs> how many followers do you have on Twitter, Kyle? I look right now. I think it's. I think it's in the eight. Matt Cohen, how many followers are you up to on Twitter? Sixty-four hundred. That's about the same as my personal page. Although I don't mind telling you, Matt Cohen, I did just pet, uh, cross the seven thousand mark. Hey, oh, uh, wait, you're beating me by leaps and bounds. I have um thirty-two. 
Do you really? <laughs> so you have 32 clearly. followers? No, you don't. Do you really? Fuck off. I have followers. 32? 32. Um, yes. Or something like that. Really? I'm, fo- I'm following 700 people. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Hang on just one yes. second. Most of them are the Team Jack official page ladies, whom I love. Thank you very much. For your money. No, no. For your donation. I mean, that was very nice of Liz, Christina, Karen, and Deanna. Kerrigan, you have 86 people following you. Right. Half of those are spam. Well done. Well, you can get rid of them if they're spam, can't you? Yeah, but why would I want to do that? <laughs> Ruin my follow following? Yes, number? because as we know, this is what really matters in life. And Kyle, you're so... Oh my God, Dad, this internet is so slow. <laughs> Kyle, you have 864 followers. Around Slut. And by the way, you are followed by Team Jack, Kyle. So oh, as, you, you as you disappear into the role of Bella Swan for the next <laughs> few minutes, just know that you're paying back Team Jack for following you. Um, is it sad when you have more tweets than followers? I think that's... Yeah, you should try and get those right? two numbers to even up a little bit, my friend. <laughs> Oh, oh, someone God. is stirring. Bill Condon has returned. He's, he just he just <laughs> ran he downstairs in sheer shook terror. His head at me. He's Go like straight down. He suckered you in. How did Go he sucker down. you in? <laughs> Forward. Forward. <laughs> Forward. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm from a different era. Things were a lot less complicated. And if I'd have met you back then, I would have courted you, would have taken chaperone strolls and iced tea on the porch. I may have stolen a kiss or two, but only, ask, only after asking your father's permission. And I would have got down on one knee and I would have presented you with a ring. This was my mother's. Isabella Swan, I promise to love you every moment of forever. Would you do me the extraordinary honor of marrying me? Yes. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.